Well, a new series starts tonight. I know, it's so exciting. Mm. Are you looking forward to it, Loz? Yes. Um, mm. how, how much are you looking forward to it? An appropriate amount. What's wrong with her? That does not sound like the Laura I know. Yeah, she does sound a bit strange. Laura? Yes? Tell us a fact about cheese. I don't know any facts about cheese. No, come on, you know facts about everything. Something about cows, maybe. Oh, this is freaking me out now. What is wrong with her? Oh, I've got an idea. Um, the ultimate litmus test. Laura? Yes, my husband, who, if asked, I would describe as an average-built, blonde-haired man with facial hair. Sing something for us. Excuse me? Si- sing for us anything. Okay. Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? Oh, just been a bit sick in my the mouth. Fudge is wrong with her. <clears throat> that is terrifying. Somebody do something. Oh, no, wait, I've got it. No, it's no problem. Someone's just been mucking around with her settings on this iPad. Andy? What? I was just trying to play with those angry birds people keep talking about. Well, you've erased a couple of key personality traits. I'll restore them. I like the voice, and Merlin is really very good after season one. Okay, restoring taste. What the what? Was I just talking about reality TV? Let's watch Firefly so I can wash that bad taste out of my brain. Initialising simile and metaphor? I'm so excited, I'm like a tiny pony who thought it would never race professionally, but then who met a medium-sized raccoon with preternatural jogging skills? Downloading random facts database? In 1987, a 1,400-year-old piece of cheese was unearthed in a Tipperary bog in Ireland. It was still entirely edible, kind of ashy. Boosting abilities to deliver non-sequiturs. I like to see a man in a hat. Sometimes I imagine he's a, a handsome duck wandering around in search of some lovely bread, perhaps a fougaz or some kind of brioche. And finally, musical ability. Wait, but... What are you doing? I don't think it even went that high. What do you want? Forgive the late hour, Father, but I must see the abbot. The bells of St. John are ringing. Come in. Brother Mark, fetch the abbot. This way, I think. How do you know these tunnels so well? Who do you think built them? They've been here for centuries. Have they? Well, I only supervised the building. Or scooping, I suppose it must have been. You truly are a wonder. Such tales of whimsy. Whimsy? Let me tell you, monkey boy. <clears throat> uh, doctor? We are here. What? Oh, yes, so we are. Right, well, I'll deal with you later. First, hello. 
No, I do not have personal banking insurance. How did you get this number? Oh, the lady in the shop wrote it down for you, did she? Heard that one before, mate. Goodbye. Doctor? False alarm. Sorry. Hello, everybody. Guess what? It's the Oodcast. We're back. Hooray, back from hibernation. Yes. Do yes. ouds hibernate? Yes. We I like now. to wrap myself in a blanket of leaves and go into a cave. I just mm. like my lovely, lovely duvet. That's how I do it. I, I make a nest of spaghetti. And oh. I freeze myself in a kind of chest freezer in the shed. Mm. A lovely crisp popsicle. <laughs> I think they it. do hibernate because the ouds fear is very cold, isn't it? Very snowy. But then they'd just hibernate the whole time, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'll also live underground. I don't understand why a creature that has no perceptible fur would live on a planet made of ice and snow. It's not made of ice and snow because they can build tunnels in it that aren't icy or snowy. Oh, so they snuggle in the tunnels underneath? Yeah. But still, I mean, just imagine how easy it would be for their tentacles to stick to something. Yeah, like a, like some kid <laughs> licking a pole. There's probably all around the Ood sphere, there's like kind of bits of tentacle that are stuck to lampposts and things. Ood but... children that are stuck by multiple tendrils to, to lots of railings. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think basically the snow it actually could be uh, as a result of climate change? And that it's a very recent thing. Actually, it was a... The like Ood a is a tropical creature. I, I think it's a tropical creature, a sort of a Californian paradise. And Which it's, is why they look a little bit like Dr. Zoidberg. Anyway, I'm Laura, and uh, to my right I have the wonderful Christopher Alpha. Oh, hello. <coughs> and, Sorry, uh, hello. That's right, good lad. And then directly opposite me I have the slightly suffering Andrew Candish. Yeah, I've got a headache, guys, so oh. I want your sympathy, okay? Yes, yes, but by the time you get the sympathy, I would I would wager a bet that yes, the headache will have well gone. I hope it's gone, because it's a stinker. To my left, I have my gorgeous hunk of a husband, Christopher Sigma. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back in your ears. So we're recording this in glorious Southend-on-Sea, the city with the longest pier in the world. It's a mile and a half long, if you can imagine that, and stretches out to the shipping lanes of the Thames Estuary. And once somebody drove a boat through the middle of it, because they a, were drunk. It's amazing. It's a mile and a half wide. You'd think at some point, well, as it loomed on the horizon, you'd think, hmm, I should probably stop. <laughs> so so we've um, zoomed so, all the way up here. So, sorry, what happened to the boat and the driver? I they just crashed through. The pier's know. made of wood. They went straight through it. Yeah. Yep. Neat. And also they have a railway that l- runs right up the middle of it called the John Betjeman Railway, don't they? Well, the, the, the actual train itself is called the Sir John Betjeman. Very good. Is there honey still for tea? Let the bombs fall on slough. <laughs> well, very, very nice. <laughs> his his marvellous tennis girl thighs. He was once asked what his greatest regret in life was. And it was? Not, Not enough, enough sex. sex. Yeah. <gasps> anyway, one day, I, well, once upon a time, I think we did a podcast about Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Doctor well, Who. Yes, I hear that there was an episode on this evening. And this is a very special episode of the Oodcast mm. as well, because we have just seen the episode uh, and then spent an hour and a half writing sketches and we're recording it all together. So we don't normally watch the episode together, do we? No, no. no. Don't expect this every week. No, really don't. <laughs> Hello? 
Can you hear me? Is anyone there? I, I don't know where I am. I don't remember how I got here. My, my memory's blank. I don't know why I'm using the internet. I only came on to look up train times to Carlisle and now I'm pointlessly looking up pictures of grumpy cats holding up placards and babies who could whistle a theme tune to Downton Abbey. I don't know where I am. Please, if you can hear me, listen. Please listen to me, I need to warn you. If you're about to log on to Wi-Fi, please be careful. If you see a connection that's called BTNet749338, please don't click on it. Please do not click that connection, because it's mine, and I really don't like people piggybacking on my Wi-Fi and downloading dodgy stuff like my dad said happened last time. Also, my nanny suddenly knows loads about computers, and she'll track you down, Mobo. What? Oh, apparently I should have said MOFO. I don't know what that means, but MOBOs are apparently some kind of music award. Uh, anyway, I don't want anyone using my internet. I paid for it. Freeloading slime. So I have a method when I am reviewing these programs. What I do is I watch it first just as a punter, just to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll watch it a second time with a notebook to note down all the things that I want to say on the episode. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the way that we've reviewed it this evening... I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice whether I was just going to watch it and try and re- retain stuff or if I was going to spoil the, the first one by keep looking down and making notes. And I haven't done that. So my review is going to be very surface, I'm afraid, in the just the things that I can remember. But I think you guys may have actually been a little bit more professional. No, I, I did wasn't. write some stuff down and then I lost my notebook in the <laughs> half an hour or so since watching it. I wrote down stuff as well, and I thought, oh, I've done very well here, written down a whole page of notes. Looking back, it's just the stuff that made me laugh. I, I wrote seven or eight points, at least one of which isn't actually about the episode. So um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't normally make notes at all because I normally forget. So uh, my, my review will be the same as it normally is. I will agree with whoever I think is right. Excellent. Well, well, I'll, I'll tell you right away who I think is wrong. Who? The Doctor. Wow, strong start, love. Yes, because he says that monks aren't cool. Monks are cool. I'll have you know that I've known many monks. Capuchins, Benedictines, Franciscans. Capuchins? Yes. That's a kind of monkey. No, I know, and it's also a kind of monk. If you don't believe me, go and visit the Montegirim Monastery in Goa. They are a bit monkey. Yeah, monks are monkey. That would be an adjective I would use. Monks are cool. Well, like a cucumber or the m- something monasteries else. are generally quite drafty, so I imagine they would be cool. Like an iceberg. The monks who I spent some time with at an abbey in Worth had invented different mimes for when they have silent meals, and the only ones they thought were particularly necessary were the mimes for beer and salt. So there you go. <laughs> monks are cool. Thank you. Sultera in Campana. Sanctus Johannes Titinit, qui ordet
favorite moment was the bit where um dr spoonhead turns his head around and you realize he's a spoonhead mm. and i'll tell you why that is that's exactly the sort of thing that would stay in my head when i was a wee ban watching doctor who uh it reminds me of that sequence with the clown in deadly assassin part three or is it part two do you know the bit where he's in the matrix and he, yeah we're not thirsty. gonna know which part that is <clears throat> and he he, he he hears water, hears running water, uh-huh. and he's in the desert, and he swipes away a bit of the sand, and then he realises he's looking into a mirror, but the face that's looking back at him is a, a clown, and it laughs at him. Uh, yeah. It's Ooh. really <clears throat> weird. That and sounds horrible. Mm, mm, it stayed with me forever, and I think that the uh, the uh, that scene of Dr. Spoonhead is going to be really quite a scary one for a lot of kids out there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, because it's taking the image of the Doctor and it's subverting mm. it to something evil and kind of the Doctor is the, the person that, as a kid, you hang on to. It's going to be all right. Mm. So when the Doctor does something mm. kind of creepy, that's extra creepy, yeah. isn't it? It's one of the reasons why Midnight was so good. Indeed, yeah. We watched Midnight again recently and that is an amazing it episode. It is a remarkable piece of mm. television. Um, yeah, that's outstanding. Oh, we should probably just mention at that point that we have, this is the day that we learnt that David Tennant and Billy Piper are coming back <laughs> to be in the 50th. So that is, um, well, I think within the cast there's various levels of excitement, <laughs> but I think the Sigmas are both quite excited. Hello there. Brian, isn't it? Yes, it is. I've come about the job interview. Excellent. Glad to meet you, Brian. I've seen from your CV that you've got a huge amount of experience. You're almost overqualified for the job. Well, I don't know about that. No need for false modesty, Brian. You're very impressive. Very impressive indeed. Just one thing, though. Yes. Nowadays, we tend to check the social media accounts of prospective employees. It's standard procedure, you understand. Sure. And we just have a few questions. Okay. Right. Firstly, on Facebook, under current job, you've put the shard. Giant secret evil soul-sucking company. Is that your last job? Um, yes. And were you? Was I what? Sucking people's souls out for evil reasons. Well, yes, sort of. Are you sure that's the sort of thing you should be sharing on Facebook? I don't know. I I guess not. It just seems like that's the kind of thing you should keep secret. I mean, the word secret is right there in the title. Mm. I'm not sure you're going to succeed in your evilness if it's the company policy to publicise your whereabouts so widely. Someone's bound to swing in and save the day. Sure. I guess it would explain why you sent a message on Twitter that simply read, Sucked out loads of souls on the internet today. Evil brain FTW hashtag pwned. I assume you meant Brian, not... Brain. Yeah, stupid autocorrect. You also put some photos on Flickr of you zapping some kittens with what looks like a spoon-headed robot and uploaded a song to SoundCloud called Beware the Wi-Fi Evil Bastard Mix. 
Look, I'm sorry, is this going to affect my chances of getting the job? Not at all, Brian. This has been an interview for the CEO of a bank this whole time. <laughs> Thank goodness this is just a hilarious and timely satirical sketch. So, Alf, um, I want you to tell me what point five that you wrote down was. Point five. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, the book at the beginning uh, was written by Amelia Williams. That, that's point five on my list. Wow. <clears throat> that's that a good point. So it's a nice echo without being too... Um, Mawkish. Rose Tyler about it. <laughs> and uh, now we know what uh, Alf thinks about no, the fact. I'm not. I'm not unexcited, but I expected them to be in it. Um, I just think that maybe there are other companions that I would like to see back more than Rose because I've already seen her back several times, that's all. But it will be great. Let's move on. Excellent. Do you know what I'm hoping? I'm really hoping that the great intelligence isn't going to be this season's big bad. Why? This What's... is not scary enough. No, it's a nice historical bad guy yeah. that they've given a new twist to. I, I think you need to trust Moffat that something decidedly creepy and excellent is going to come out no, of I it. Thought, I thought using, giving him sort of the medium of Wi-Fi to try and take over people, I think that was a very good way of updating. Yeah, very great intelligence. A f- almost forgotten monster. <laughs> very Another favourite moment of mine, because it's so well played, is when Miss Kismet um, reverts to her true self and it is revealed that she was a child when she was taken over. Yeah, that's so that's sad. sad. And very sad. And it, was, it was horribly well played. What's Kismet mean? Mm. Does it mean memory? Kismet is, no, Kismet is fate, isn't it? It's, it's a, a, a love. It is, but I don't think her name was Kismet. No, I was, it was similar, but I don't think it was that. That seems a bit too... That's what I wrote down. Poignant. Mm. I really like the idea that you could hack someone's brain. I love the idea that you have tabs for different parts of your brain <laughs> that you can just yeah. ramp up your intelligence and ramp up or down your paranoia. There's a nice line from that chap where he goes, Did you did, just did hack you? me? Or something like that. And uh, Was that my own thought? I hope it was. <laughs> I, you changed your mind. Uh, did you change it for me? It was something along yeah. those lines, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Talking of which, I guess we should just mention that this is the way that Clara gets her awesome hacking skills that we saw yeah. in Asylum of the Daleks, probably. Interesting. But makes sense. Hang on a second, because, you know, Kismity thingamabobba presses the reset button and restores the factory settings on all of her employees, at least. She was so, completely off the grid by the time that she hit the factory reset. I think Clara's going to keep yeah. her new I'm, skills. I'm not, I think so. But also, that means there's going to be a whole tribe or echelon of people around the world who are going to have slightly higher levels of obedience or slightly higher levels of computer skills than everybody else. Oh, no, I don't think the people in the cloud were hacked, particularly. No. That's, that's they m- they may have retained new skills and stuff. That's cool. I, I'm now a brilliant chef. Does that mean that perhaps... <laughs> I can make souffle without milk. <laughs> Ooh, bringing it back in. Does that mean that perhaps when the Great Intelligence comes back, he'll have a sort of a, a huge portion of society as zombie clones? Help! Help! I'm trapped! I don't know where I am. One minute I was talking to my sister and then her head spun round and I can't remember. But now I'm somewhere. I think I'm trapped. Wait, who's there? Who's where? I can't remember. Yes, you said that already. Trapped. Whoever you are, you're ruining the recording and you're boring. I've been stolen away. Left to float in nothingness. There are others here. I feel them. They're being consumed. 
Help me. Yawn. This is making for a very interesting podcast. Can't you turn her off? I'm a ghost on the wind. A voice in the machine. An echo of the internet. We are dying. You are our last hope. I guess I could just mute the track. Good idea. She's giving me a headache. Please do. There we go. Now let's do another joke about the murker. I want to get something off my chest. Go Go on, do it. it. Is it your jumper? No, because it's cold. It was snowing today. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a man of the world. I'm a I'm a guy who's got his finger on many a social network. Yeah, and you can't help but see that there seems to be a bit of a um, cooling towards Mister Moffat. Maybe mm. generally, people don't seem to be as enthralled by him as as they used to be. Um, I don't really want to react against that. So just to flip that onto the positive, I want to say now that. Oh, I love his writing, and I'm so glad that the Doctor Who we're seeing on our screens now is is so textural, is so well-written, has so many exciting set pieces. And under his stewardship, the visuals have come on in leaps and bounds. All of the shots are so beautiful now. I really think that this era, for me, is one of the most enjoyable eras of Doctor Who I, I've, mm. I've ever being privileged to experience and I'm so glad that he's in charge for the 50th anniversary and other people can have other other opinions about it but I'm really excited I have much the same opinion I I don't think I need to say more than that you said it very very well it sounds to me though that you concentrated on the visuals more than the storytelling Chris Mm. Uh, and the scripts were yeah you did yeah Mm. or maybe you spent more time talking about the visuals well, a lot is made of him as as a writer, but I also think he's an excellent producer. I think under his stewardship, other aspects of the show have also become better, and I think mm. he doesn't get enough credit for that. Obviously, it's a team effort, mm. but I just think he's a great leader. Even if people do leave, ooh, controversial. Oh, well, yes, I mean, admittedly, I watched the episode, and I don't, I don't actually think, oh, yeah, I've got to sit down and watch that again. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the sort of the mm, the creeping terror, the idea that they the the great intelligence was behind the riots in London, and mm. the fact that those were even re- referenced because that, you know that was a very real, scary, gritty time. And his being explained away as a monster, which is quite comforting for children, I think, probably. And the whole idea of you know an aircraft landing on a whole row of houses as a way of killing somebody who maybe saw something they shouldn't. And the coldness with which that would have been um, put into action was brilliant too. But yes, I, I do I do think that my favourite moment was probably Dr Spoonhead, the moment when you realise that it's not him. Ugh, freaky. Sounds like a spin-off series, doesn't it? Dr Spoonhead. Uh, you know what you were saying, Loz, about um, not watching it again, maybe, or n- not immediately wanting to watch it again. Mm. I thought that it was one of those episodes that is is quite sort of, um, it's like an introductory episode. It's the kickoff, isn't it? It's, you know, it, it, spent, it had to spend a fair amount of time introducing the new dynamic b- between the Doctor so and like, the Companion. Well, like the orchestra tuning up before they launch into the concerto. Yeah, I mean, it was a great piece of television and very tightly written and all that but i think there's probably going to be greater stuff to come i agree and i disagree but it, 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 there are a couple of really good examples of that happening before 
I mean, RTD did a brilliant one, I think, in Smith and Jones, which was with both of those. He managed to combine the two, you know, incredibly well. Uh, but also the eleventh hour. That's you know seventy five percent about Amy Pond basically, and yet there's still a really exciting end. This was a much faster, you know, you got into the story much faster. But that's because you've had you know two looks at Clara already, and you see what you can see what their dynamic is going to be. So I'm I'm not sure it was that ponderous really. The conversation where she's at the window and he's down in her driveway, I thought was beautifully mm. played. And there's a number of very creepy standout set pieces, like when he's in the cafe and everyone keeps flicking into oh, um, that was being a monster mm. and back out again. I think it would be really funny to have been watching that news program when they took over the news <laughs> person, though. Because out of context of the other side of the conversation, it's a bit of a blink moment, mm. isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Yes, all the other TV sets in London thinking, what is going on? I was hearing about the crisis in Syria. Um, another moment that I really enjoyed was uh, the doctor's preparations for how to comfort somebody who's just had their brain wiped and put back in again. <laughs> put some flowers in a vase, get some water, and then he, the way he opens that mm. packet of jammy dodgers <laughs> as if it's the finest truffles mm. and <laughs> smell. It was oh, a- and he shuts his eyes and waves his head around as if he's inhaling the finest ambrosia and then bites one in half and sticks it back on the top of the plate, which had everybody in the room going, Ugh. It was a bit of Andy acting, wasn't it, with the flourishing hands, <laughs> the way it ripped open? Yes. That's how I would do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Moffat know. We're now going to have all, all sorts of people shipping have. the Doctor and the, and the Jammy Dodgers, I expect. Yeah, it would be called Jamokta. <clears throat> Jamokta. Or... Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. So I think we're coming towards the end of our reviews, although there's much, much more to be said, I know. But for now, we're going to have to summarise things succinctly. So, Andy, do you want to lead off with your one word or sentence that you feel summarises the show? I'm excited, and I'll tell you why I'm excited. It's because of this. Uh, It was a great opener. Uh, It set things up uh, and made you wonder what's going to happen. Um, But I'm very excited in particular for two reasons, because the mystery of Clara is very exciting. Um, I predict, uh, in parenthesis, I predict that Clara will have something to do with the mystery of the Doctor. Uh, Close parenthesis. But also I'm excited because this looks like it's going to be a monster season. You know, like in in Patrick Troughton years, uh, some of his, well, one season in particular was called the monster season. This looks like it's going to be another monster season. Excellent. Okay, let's have a tablet from Alpha. A tablet. Um, Neurofen. Okay, and another... I, I thought it was... Okay, so, um, yeah, I thought it was an exciting, funny, very well-paced first episode. And, uh, yes, I agree about the mystery of Clara. Um, I can only see this is going to keep going at a very, very exciting level for me. And Sigma? Back on Moffat's roller coaster. Couldn't be happier to be there. Can't wait for next week. And for me, it was a bit like an amuse bouche. It was very, very pretty. It had a wonderful flavour, but it didn't linger very long in your mouth and it left you hungry for more. Like that. And talking of amuse bouches, why don't we have a haiku? The Bells of St. John. Wrong number is right, though with nail waits his return. A reboot is forced. That's awfully good. Thank you. And seeing as this episode was all about wiping the minds of unwilling little creatures, 
Um, for the purpose of a greater good, probably, I've spent the afternoon with my nephew, Ethan, who is two and a half, and I've spent it teaching him about the finer things in life. Michael Flint, he's my lovely nephew. Ethan, Michael Flint, talking lots of gibberish. Ethan, Michael Flint, he is really awesome. Ethan, Michael Flint. Hello, Ethan. Who do, who do me? Hello there. So, what's your favourite TV programme? Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who? I do, do, as I do, can't do, I do. That's great. What does Doctor Who ride in? Microwave. In the microwave. Where does Doctor Who live? Andorra. Andorra. I think Doctor Who lives in the TARDIS. TARDIS. That's right. And sometimes Doctor Who sees some baddies. They're called the Daleks. What do they say? Exterminator. Exterminator. That's right. So, once again, what's your favourite TV programme? Doctor Who. That's very good taste from my lovely nephew Ethan there. Ethan Michael Flint. So that's all from us on this first episode of the Oodcast. It's going to be so much fun. So it's goodbye from me, Laura. I can't believe we're going to be doing this for eight weeks. Bye, everyone. See you next week. It's goodbye from me, Andy. Bye-bye. <laughs> and goodbye from me, Chris Alpha. See you next week. Toodle pip. Something in the Wi-Fi. 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 You better hold up on my laptop. Throw in a straw. Straw. Just want to check Gmail. Starting to fret. Fret. No internet. Net. Heading for an epic fail. On this, this, clicked on that. I can't remember my password. Cried real tears, tears. for three minutes. Tears. LOL at me. If you want to live, you really shouldn't click on it. If you want to live, you really shouldn't click on it. There is something jolly freaky in the internet. If you want to live, you really shouldn't click on it. What? Shows. I'm not a 
Type of girl, you and me will have some fun. Clever boy, you better run. Something in the way fine, 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 something in the way fine. You better hold up.